Teacher friends, happy new year to you. I am obsessed with New Year's and not for the like cliche reasons that you'll see like New Year, New You. Although I totally believe that, I think sometimes we approach New Year's or New Weeks or even New Months with the wrong mindset. And I really want 2020 to be an awesome year for all of us. We totally deserve that. And so that's what we are going to dive into on this teacher life today, how we can live our best teacher lives by simply changing our routines. And it's not these monstrous routines and this huge list of objectives or checklists that we have to meet every single day. Sometimes small tweaks in our routine make a huge difference. So I'm pumped to sit down with you and get started on this beautiful 2020 adventure. Are you ready? I'm ready. Only in our world is this normal. friends, it's me, Monica Genta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. All right, so one question that I get asked a lot is, Monica, how do you create a balance? Like, how do you teach full-time but also speak full-time and also take care of yourself and still, like, spend time with family and all of these things? Like, how do you balance it? And the reality of the situation is I think that balance is something that we all want and it's something that we believe exists. And I don't know if it's necessarily true. I think that we can kind of divvy out our time each day, but if we're looking for perfect balance, we're already setting ourselves up for failure. So instead of looking for perfect balance every single day, what I'm looking for is a routine that can develop relationships. I want a routine that I can have a great relationship with others, with my students, with colleagues, with myself. And I think that's where we're going to focus our energy in today's episode is a self-care routine. And I think the term self-care is getting a lot of momentum these days. And uh, I don't know if we are clearly defining what self-care really is. So I want to give you my perspective on what self-care is. I believe that in order for me to be the best teacher, to be the best speaker, to be the best sister, to be the best daughter, to be the best friend, I have to make sure that I am my best self. And so my self-care routine is really, really simple. 
and it starts the same way every single day, whether I'm waking up at my home and driving to teach, or I'm waking up in a hotel room and getting ready to speak or keynote at a conference. It is so important for me that those first two hours of my day looks the exact same every single morning. So for me, I kind of want to tell you just like what that looks like. I want to give you a journey and a glimpse into what does my day look like. So for me, I uh, I consider myself an early riser, but I'm not one of those people who's like, I love getting up at 4.45 a.m. I don't. I want to be really real with y'all. Like I hate waking up. I'm that person who hits snooze. 87 times. I've got 19 different alarms. I literally yell at Alexa to snooze a million times every given morning. But through all of that, I do wake up at around 5.30 a.m. and I get a workout in. And this is not a perfect thing. I definitely have days where I miss, but if I wanna be my best self and my routine is most on point, I start the day with a workout. And that can be anything from like a walk, to a run, to a bike, to anything, honestly. And I think we set ourselves up for failure sometimes in a routine that like we have in mind, like I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna run three miles. And then you wake up and you're like, I don't wanna run three miles, so I'm just gonna do nothing. Or I'm going to hop on the Peloton and I'm gonna do like this intense cardio workout. And then you wake up and you're like, I don't wanna do an intense workout. And so we do nothing. And I operate on the premise of if I was gonna run two miles and I wake up and I'm like, nope, don't wanna do it, then I force myself to at least walk. Like at least walk or at least ride or at least like get up and do something. Because most of the time what happens is if we force ourselves into that situation, a few minutes in, I might be like, okay, I can walk a little bit faster. And then I walk a little bit faster. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm walking this fast, I might as well run. And then it's crazy because a walk turns into a jog and a jog turns into a run. And maybe at some point I'm sprinting. Okay, that doesn't actually happen a lot. I wanna be like so real with you. That sprint doesn't happen a lot, but this is called habit stacking. When we get into a habit, what our mind and our brain does is like, oh, I remember this. I remember that if I get on a treadmill, then I might work out a little bit harder. And then when I'm working out harder, I might then jump to the next habit. And that's what I do. So I spend that 45 minutes, maybe an hour working out, and then my brain says, Monica, I know what's coming next. You're gonna get dressed. You are going to get ready for your day. And then I know that the body is going to drink a cup of coffee and spend time in silence. And that's the next part of my routine is every single morning when I have worked out and I have got dressed, my next point is silence. I do a 15 to 30 minute reflection. People often ask like, Monica, where do you get your energy from? I get my energy from silence every single morning. It's part of that routine. And as I'm drinking that coffee, sometimes I'm journaling and and reflecting on goals that I have for the day or for the month. And I immediately go into some sort of reading. I'm a big devotional person and I have been for years. 
but I wasn't always that way. This is a routine that I have established that if I don't check this box, if I don't have this in the morning, I am off. Like I am so off. So I'm excited because in 2020, I have a new uh, devotional. This one actually came from my mom for my birthday, and I'm super excited to crack into it. So far, it's incredible. And it's called Live in Grace, Walk in Love. And it's by Bob Goff, who, very, very famous author, super funny, incredible, just Christian man who writes a lot of great books. And so that's my devotional for the year. So every single morning, I'll do that workout, and then I'll sit and I'll have that cup of coffee, and I will get in a mental space to absolutely win the day. Like, that's the goal. All right, it's time for a fun fact of the episode. You know, we're talking about like taking care of ourselves and making sure that we're our best selves and what I'm about to say could surprise you. We just finished, you know, probably the biggest holiday season of a calendar year. And you know what I did in order to truly celebrate best? I did not decorate for the holidays. I did not put up garland. I did not have a tree. I did not hang a stocking. I had zero Christmas lights. I love holidays and I love celebrating, but the decorating part of that whole process is not me. Like it's just, I don't get excited about it. So in order to take care of myself, you know what I didn't do? I didn't decorate and I felt great about it. And I think we have to kind of take the pressure off of ourselves sometimes and say like, this is what you're supposed to do during the holiday. Screw that. Like just because you're supposed to do it doesn't mean that you have to. Just because society or norms of, of you know, the past. Guys, if it's not going to make you a better person and bring you joy, then what the heck you doing? All right, so I don't know what a routine is going to look like for you. I don't know if like that working out piece is something that you need to add or it's maybe it's already part of your routine. I don't know if maybe a morning reflection is something that you feel would get you in a good mental space or maybe it's something that you're already doing. I don't know what that routine is gonna look like for you, but I do know that routines establish relationships. And whether that's a routine that you need to establish with your own kids in the morning or a routine that you need to establish with your spouse or significant other, or maybe it's truly a routine for you. I think when we win our mornings, we win our day. I wanna say that again, when we win our mornings, we win our day. And guys, that is so much easier said than done. Over the holidays, truly, over the whole month of December, I got totally out of routine. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't exercising well. I wasn't doing my uh, morning reflection during the morning. Sometimes that would happen at like 3 p.m. My coffee was off, and because I wasn't drinking coffee thing, first thing in the morning, I wasn't then getting in the amount of water that I needed to, and it was a domino effect of negative habit stacking. For me, I know myself well enough to know that if I can win those first two hours and those first two hours look the exact same or as as much as they can look the same every single day, I'm going to be a better teacher, a better speaker, a better person. I'm going to feel better about myself and that is going to propel me 
through the rest of the day and then through the rest of the week. And then that week turns into months and that month turns into a year. And I want 2020 to be a killer year for me. Holy shit. Like I, I'm sorry. Like I'm not meaning to cuss, but I get so passionate about this. I think that when we look at routines, two to three weeks, is where we have to establish that for it to become truly ingrained in our brains and in our bodies. And we know that the pressure of New Year's resolutions, I cannot stand the term a New Year's resolution. I am not resolving something. I am committing to something. And I want you to commit to something that you need for your self-care routine this year. I want you to, in February, say like, check out these little micro routines that I've established that's making me a better person. And I also think sometimes with resolutions, we have this like 18 step thing. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And it's like, how are you keeping track of all that? Like, are you tracking any of that? When it comes to a self-care routine, small things make a big difference. Don't add 18 things to your day and then get frustrated when you only do 3 out of 18. You're going to feel like a failure because you only hit 3 out of the 18. How can you just pick 3 things, just 3, small things, and turn those habits into a healthy relationship with yourself and other people? And you might be thinking, girl, what does this have to do with this teacher life? Um, everything. Because I, as a teacher, want to absolutely dominate in the classroom for my kids. I want to show them that part of living this best teacher life is making sure that I'm a healthy healthy and happy individual as a person. Our kids need to see that because so many of our kids don't have adults that are teaching them these basic practices that are going to help them thrive as adults. I will fill my students in on my self-care routine. My kids know about what my morning looks like because I want them to take that and think, okay, so what does my morning look like? I think those are small but significant ways that we can impact kids on a life level. And when they see us living our best lives, they will feel inspired to do the same. So what does your routine look like? What time are you getting up? What is the, I do this from here to here. I do this from here to here. I do this from here to here. What are three things? Mine's the workout, the get dressed, the coffee and reflection. Like my body knows those three things are happening and it becomes habitual. And when something is part of a habit, we don't have to think about it anymore. So much of our mental space is totally taken up by like, what do I, what should I do next? Can I give you two other quick, tip, quick tips? These aren't even in my notes. I'm kind of going off the cuff a little bit and you might be like, girl, this is longer than your other episodes. I know, I'm just, I'm feeling it and I'm gonna have a sip of coffee. So here's the deal. This is part of the routine that I do the night before. All right, so that's part of my morning routine, but do you know what I do in order to make sure I'm getting up and working out and having no excuses? I'm sleeping in my workout gear. Yeah, every single night, like I'll shower the night before, I'll put on like workout shorts and then I'll put on sweatpants and I'll put on a t-shirt or a tank top. Then I'll put a hoodie over the top of it. Like I have zero excuse to not work out because I'm sleeping in my PJs. 
All right, that helps a ton. So that helps with the workout part. Do you know what helps with the getting dressed? I set my clothes out for the week on Sunday. I know exactly what I'm wearing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the night before. That ensures that everything is clean that I want to wear. And it also makes that opening up the closet after I work out effortless. I'm tired. I'm sweaty. I'm getting ready to do a shower. Like I can take those items out of the closet, put them on my bed. And the moment that I get out of the shower, boom, that's what I'm wearing. Another thing that I do is I don't make coffee in the morning. I have preloaded my coffee grounds into my coffee pot. So the moment that I'm done working out, I hit that button on my coffee maker. And when I'm out of the shower and I'm dressed, my whole home is filled with the aroma of coffee. And I don't have to take that extra two minutes to actually create the coffee. So do you see how that worked? Oh my God, are you mind blown right now? Like I work out, I get dressed, I reflect. But the reason those happen so boom, boom, boom is because the night before I'm already dressed to work out. I've already picked my clothes out for the week and I've already prepped the coffee. Those three habits in the morning and at night smash together and say, girl, you are ready. There is zero excuse. Oh my gosh, done, done, end of the episode, yes. Friends, I know that you can do this as well. It's hard because our bodies want to get into negative routines. Like we are literally wired to do what's easy. But when we make our habits easy to follow, our body says, all right, I'm not going to resist. So teacher friend, what you gonna do? What are your three small habits that you can stack together to create a foolproof, positive routine to make you crush this 2020 year? I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering you on. And if there's something that I can do to help you, if I can be your accountability partner in any way, hit me up. Let's do this. Friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I, you know, I just, I'm so, so excited about this. And, you know, if you're getting to this point, you stuck with me and I went a little bit off, off the cuff here, but I think that's so important. I really, really do. And I want you to get into a routine of listening to this podcast in 2020. I want you to subscribe so you get the automatic notifications. You get those pings that on Monday, boom, a new episode is loaded so you can listen to it on Tuesday. Like, what's your routine with this podcast? If you need to get into a routine of having better professional development, or you need to get into a routine of spending time with other teachers outside the four walls of your school, if you're an Illinois teacher, I got a last call for you. I am hosting the second annual Awesome Conference for Teachers in Effingham, Illinois on Friday, January 24th. I had to check the dates. All right, Friday, January 24th. And enrollment is still open. There's only a few spots left. And if you are an Illinois teacher, whether you live 45 minutes from Effingham or three hours and 45 minutes from Effingham, maybe you're in Missouri or Indiana. If you live a drivable distance to Effingham, Illinois, I promise that conference will help you crush 2020. No doubt about it. You can check out monicagenta.com slash conference to learn more. But I want to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so excited to hear about what your routine is 
If you listened, share this with a friend and help them also establish the greatest gift that we can give ourselves during this new year. And in the meantime, have fun living this teacher life.